pregnant? Thinking of getting pregnant? Innova Loudon Hospital's expansion allows us to offer you bundles of childbirth options close to home. Surround yourself in comfort and calm in our new spa-like labor and delivery suites. And our new and enhanced NICU offers you peace of mind if your newborn needs special attention. We'll coddle you and your baby with exceptional care. Learn more at anova.org slash new beginnings. Welcome back, Jimmy B and TC on the Big Talkers 1700. Back with us once again, he is Wolfgang. You can find him on Twitter at Wolfgang Hawkeye. And he joins us here as we'll go inside a myriad of different things, not just Hawkeyes. He also keeps his eye on the local scene, Cyclones, many other things going on. It's the summertime and it's the NBA Finals. And Wolfgang, we know you're a big NBA fan and you're a LeBron Bobo. So crying in your Cheerios the last couple of mornings? I am, and I'll be honest with you, I did not even watch the second game because I knew it was coming. I don't know how you are with sports or if, if you how long have you been in this? Just radio, I mean, you probably back to you and I, were you on the, did you write? Did you, I mean, do we go back, how long with you in sports? Uh, for like in sports media, if you will. Yeah. I got my show in 2004, uh, so we're going on 13 years, holy crap, I'm old. Now, did you write for the college newspaper or anything like that? No, I, consider I, that. I, no. I never did anything actually in college. I started when I started at the University of Iowa. I was mass communication major, and then I said because this is kind of what I wanted to do. I didn't know exactly what it was, but then I said, "Well, this kind of sucks. I don't like this. I don't want to be a writer. Uh, I'm going to try something else." So then I was a psychology major. I went through like six different majors and said, "Well, this is dumb." <laughs> so then I transferred to you and I. Uh, to be a teacher, and uh, Youth and Human Services is what I got my degree in. But during that time, I just ran into the sports director of the local sports station up there, 1650, and said, you know, I, I started what I started college. I wanted to do that. He goes, well, we're actually looking for somebody to do a local show now or every day. Come in. And they just gave me the job. I talked to him for about 20 minutes. I said, yep, sure. Here's an hour every day. Have fun with it. Damn. And that's where it that, started. That is cool. And the reason I ask you that is because, we know some of you guys, whoever, get you kind of become fuddy-duddies with sports and you end up not even liking sports anymore. I've heard so many like crusty old guys talk about that, that they can't even really have fun watching anymore. It drives me crazy. Um, I am not a fun person to watch basketball with. You know I'm a huge basketball fan. I know you're a huge basketball fan. I don't know if it's because I think I know more about basketball than football. I know, I know tons about football, mm-hmm. but I, I can enjoy, for some reason, watching football more than I can basketball. I try to watch basketball, man, and I am a freaking jerk. <laughs> and every, I've had people come up to me, I want to watch a basketball game with, me, with you. No, you don't. You don't want to watch it. I'm a jerk. When you annoy yourself, Trent Condon, yeah. that's when you know you got a problem. And I, that's the first step, right? I know I have a problem. I can't shut up. I can't stop talking about the illegal screens that happen on every play, and then all of a sudden they just start, you know, calling it. It just, I can't, I understand now why people hate NBA. I totally get it. Watch those screens, man. Watch that stuff. It's like a bulldozer going up. Oh, yeah, that's a, that's a pick. Really? No, they need to clean that crap up. And it, it drives me crazy that everybody thinks, I mean, and this is cleaner than it used to be, Trent. Mm-hmm. Remember the 90s? Oh, remember yeah, the Oakley yeah. screens, remember mm-hmm. the Mason screens, remember uh, Chuck Person screens, all those guys? That's not basketball to me, man. And it starts to pee me off. 
if you're going to let it go, I guess, actually, I'm not okay with it. What you, you need to tell the teams at the beginning of the year what is okay and what's not. Everybody always says, well, as long as they call it both ways and they call it even. No, that's not good enough. That's not good enough. You tell us at the beginning of the year how you are going to call it and what you want called and what you don't. That's where you need to stay. Calling it both ways even? No, that's not okay. You, you recruit to what the type of game is. Am I wrong? Because the game is different now, Trent. You recruit to the game um, that is. You remember Charles, Bar- or Charles Barkley just backing his butt down, right, and there was right. different defenses back in the day? Okay, so maybe I'd want one of those guys if they called it this way. Uh, you remember Shaquille O'Neal? He could kill anybody on the face of the planet. Mm-hmm. That guy is so huge. I saw him on a show. Have you ever heard of the Carbonaro Effect? Yeah, yeah. Freaking love that show. It makes me like literally tear up laughing so hard. He does, for people that don't know, it's like a magician show, and um, he plays tricks on people. He, the guy is just unbelievable. It's on some network that nobody even knows about, but the guy is True unbelievable. TV. True TV, where he watch hoops every year. That's all. Look at look at how we came back around. Yeah. But Shaq was on the show, and and this guy played a trick on Shaq, and then Shaq ended up coming around and doing that. But what I'm saying about Shaq, if you decide to let, was it 2001 or whatever that year that he was so dominant, they just decided to let him go because he's bigger and stronger than anybody in the face of the planet, maybe ever, he's unstoppable. You cannot stop him. So when everybody gets into these debates about which team is better or which players you want or whatever, sorry, I need to know how the game is going to be called. Is that stupid? No, not stupid at all, but it's also not realistic. You know, it's, it, it, the reality is... Why isn't it, Trent? I don't get it. Why is that not realistic? When you say at the beginning of the year, well, let's talk college. If you say at the beginning of the year, this is how it's going to be called, we need to see that throughout the damn year. And you've joked about it. I've heard you joking about it. How they all of a sudden forget what they said at the beginning mm-hmm. of the year. At the beginning of the year, they do this little, you know, where you, you ping somebody and, the, and the, you get a foul. Mm-hmm. It's got to be the same way. And that's I think basketball can get so much better. I love basketball. I think it can get so much better if we find out, and here's where I go dorky, find out some sort of, I don't know, cameras, technology, where the, the refs aren't even on the court. Maybe there's just refs just, just there. But some sort of cameras up top where you see stuff, clean the bleep up. I don't want professional wrestling. I don't, also don't want, you know, little kid basketball either. Okay? You lift weights for a reason. But there is somewhere in between, and it annoys me to no end, Trent. Unfortunately, I don't think there is anything that can be done. It is by Uh far the most difficult sport to officiate. It is much more difficult than anything else. Baseball, there's bang-bang plays, but you're looking at just that. You're looking to see, did the foot get there or did the ball get there before? Was it in the strike zone? Was it out of the strike zone? Basketball? You can call a foul every time down. You could call some kind of violation more than half the time offensively. That's what you have, and that's the sport as a whole is incredibly difficult. So you're going to come up with all these different parameters, but in the end, these are still officials that have to see it at the time, have to make the whistle at the right time. You're going to have to live with the frustrations that are there, Wolfgang. And I, and I was and I was listening to a radio show, and you know I'm not a huge baseball fan, mm-hmm. but uh, I'll just throw this out there: there was a pitcher that would have had a not only a no hitter but a perfect game, 
and they were talking about apologies and do you accept people's apologies? I do. Mm-hmm. I'm just one of those guys that, you know, I mean, if, if you truly are sorry, you know what? What the heck am I? I mean, you're truly sorry. Why would you not accept somebody's apology? And there was a game back in the day, and you're going to have to help me out here. And I'm oh, sorry. It was, it was J- Jim Joyce was the umpire. It was Armando Galarraga had a perfect game going for the Tigers back, oh, probably six, seven years ago. And yeah, uh, yeah, that that's what happened. And I heard his apology, mm-hmm. and it was so heartfelt. He said, "I just messed up that. I just basically screwed up history." And you could tell he was so mad at himself. Yep. And Jim Leland was a guy that bashed him, totally bashed him for it. Blah blah blah. And this ump went off and said, "I just screwed this up. This was history. This just wasn't one thing. This just wasn't one call. I just messed up history." I'm not going to forgive that guy. And the, and the and the show host basically said that Jim Leland was like totally cool after that and gave him gave him props and and uh, that's what you want to hear. But the fact that they didn't have tech, I mean, we had technology back then to do. I don't get baseball again. I don't get that. Why should you have to? I don't get it. Trent. Well, any more that would be overturned and the yeah. perfect game would be there. Uh, instead, he got the twenty eight out perfect game instead of 27 outs for the perfect game because then he got the next guy right after that. Uh, yeah, it, it's uh, one of those things in history that I'll look back upon, but the way that Joyce handled it, coming out right away the next yeah. day, the apology that he had, the heartfelt apology, I, I like to see that part of it. And officials as a whole, and you'll see that throughout the course of a game where a guy will come over, say something to a coach, a player, hey, I missed that one, you know, things like that. And, and, as I've officiated before, and I've, I've officiated and umpired a lot of different sports, I feel that's the best thing. If you make a mistake, just admit it right now. But there are so many refs and umpires that won't do that, that won't admit their mistake, that they're so hard-headed, and they think that maybe they'll lose credibility or whatever it is, that they can't admit when they make even the simplest of mistakes. That's a problem. And, well, where, I will say, Trent, where do we stop, though? I mean, you can't apologize for every, you know no, what I mean? No, no, and you, and you don't. You don't. If you missed a call and you know you missed a call, that's the time you did it. But you can't do that multiple and times. You heard, you heard that apology, right? Do you remember that? Yes, it yes, was yes. so heartfelt. It right. was like, it literally, I, I don't, I I don't want to say I got goosebumps, but I'm like, this guy gets it, man. And you know what? I love this guy. This is awesome. And you know what? There's what? How many perfect games in the history of baseball did I hear? Seventeen, or am I totally off? Mm, that's probably right. Yeah. Okay, somewhere around there, or maybe I heard seventy. I don't know. No, when probably 70. seventeen. Yeah. So around seventeen. Yep. Okay, the teens. Um, and I just loved it that he. I took away that guy. I took that young man. He kept calling him a young man. He deserves better than me. And Bob, and it was just so great to hear. I love to hear that. But there's ob- obviously you can't do that every game. Um, they've tried to do that in the NBA where they'll basically say the last two minutes what you did wrong. And even the players are coming out going, no, you shouldn't do that. Isn't that funny? What, what do you, what do you make of that? Even the players disagree in the NBA that two minute, I don't, I can't, I can't even think of the word that you would use, but it's the last two minutes they come out with that. Uh, and what, what do you think of that? The players are against it. Is that funny? What is it now? I'm sorry. In the NBA, the last two minutes of a game, they come out with a report. That's not the word I'm looking for, but a report of the of the calls they missed. Okay. And even the NBA players are against that. 
What do you think of that? Uh, that surprise you? No, not really. I mean, as a player, you just play. Yeah, a guy screwed up a call. Okay, we we still lost. You know. And, and as a player, you don't think about calls. You don't think about calls the way the fans do. And people watching the game, you, you think more about what you could have done, the opportunities that you miss, uh, missing a shot, uh, letting a guy get by you defensively, uh, being yeah. close on a play but just not getting over in time. Whatever it may be, as a player, that's what you think about, I think, more than, oh, there was a 50-50 call that didn't go our way. Uh, there was a, a loose ball that was tipped out of bounds and actually wasn't off me. Those aren't the things. You're, you're thinking about what you did, what you could have done to impact the game, I think, more than relying on what the referee and what happened. Let's get real here, Trent. You're you're uh, Magic. You're Larry. Okay, who, who do you want to be, Magic or Larry? Oh, I'm, I'm Magic for sure. You son of a... son of a... Okay, you're, you're Magic Johnson, okay? Yes, yes. You go to the rim and you get elbowed in the face that they didn't say that they didn't see with 35 seconds to go down by two you don't want that you don't want that out there i do i want everybody even though everybody probably knows it right trent everybody knows obviously you just got elbowed in the nose and you're bleeding there's a reason you're bleeding trent okay yeah and it's not because you're on your period at least i don't think are you god yeah we'll take that out no we won't (laughs) but what would you would you want that Think about it. Literally think about you being Magic Johnson. Yeah. Would you want that out there? I kind of would. You you would want the guy ejected? No, I would want that two-minute, last two-minute report saying, yeah. yeah, we bleeped this up. No. No, I really... That goes down in history. You hear what they do to LeBron. You hear what they do to the, the big time. They're so negative. They're so out there. If you had that writing saying... What if that would have happened, Trent? What if they would have called that call and he made two free throws and we're tied no. going with 30 seconds left? Oh, come on, Trent. No, you got to be kidding me. I think that's weak. I, I really do. I, I think that's, that's incredibly weak. weak. And I I don't see LeBron James worrying that a call didn't go his way. And that's, oh, he does? Well, he but, does. but it's out there, so now people know. I just can't see LeBron you know, saying that. LeBron's the kind of guy that says, hey, I should have got my head down. I should have got to the rim and finished here. And, and he's done and made the plays before to take his team to a championship. A report that comes out that says the referee messed up, that's going to somehow secure his legacy and make him feel better? No, I don't, I don't believe that. Well, that it'll go down in history because we – Yeah, I, I, I just don't see it. I don't know if you talk to your grandmas and grandparents. But when we talk about history and, and, and stories like that, it's interesting what they say. Now, that's not the way it was. Have you ever had a conversation with your grandparents about that or your great-grandparents? And they're like, it's funny that that's written that way because that's not really the way it was. You know what I mean? And I feel like that way in sports. You know, I don't, you know, I like, I listen to sports or uh, political radio and stuff like that, and, and I get that, and I enjoy it. But sports is different than, obviously, politics. It's not as big a deal. But if that were in writing saying, yeah, that happened, I don't know. I'm, I'm all over the place with that. I'll be honest with you. you I are. hate it and love it at the same time. Sure. It's weird that the players hate it, I think. That was my point. It's, it's not weird to me. It's not weird to me. It, it makes perfect sense. But uh, before we move off the NBA, we got some other things Wait, we want to but hit. I have to kill Kevin Durant. You yeah, understand that's, that? That's, I, okay. that's where I was going to open it up to you. Your buddy Kevin Durant. You love the guy, right? Uh-uh. He is. Okay, I, I'm on Twitter. Wolfgang Hawkeye, all right, at Wolfgang Hawkeye, please. And you can come at me, it's fine. I, and I, I don't cuss on Twitter. Do you, Trent? Uh, from time to time, yeah. 
I very rarely do. Yeah. And I'm not even sure this is a cuss word. It rhymes with wussy and starts with a P. Yeah, okay? yeah, yeah. Well, uh, you can say it on Twitter. Yeah, no. I wouldn't say it here. Yeah. No, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I would not say it on, okay. on the radio with okay. you. No. No, I would I, not I got, do that. I got what you're saying, though. Yeah, go ahead. I, I get sick and tired. And I told you the last time we were on, that guy's going to go down as a top 20 player of all time and probably way better. I'm telling you, this guy is a freaking stud, okay? But guess what he just did? He killed a sport that I love. This sport is dead now for the next five years if they keep that core at Golden State together. It's dead. It is freaking dead. The puzzle pieces over at Golden State fit so beautifully, it's unbelievable. And I'm guessing, from what I've already heard, Kevin Durant is going to take less money. He's making $26, 27000000 million this year. He's going to take less money. You want to talk about why I love Steph Curry? Guess what Steph Curry's making this year, my friend? No clue. $11 million. Does that make you like him more or what? No, not really. It does me because he could be making twenty. He's giving up $18 million a year for all this stuff, what he could be making. And that's I'm, – I'm just throwing that out there. I, that's probably not – Exact or even close, let's say fifteen million, whatever. But he's giving up a lot of money because he has. I think who's older? Who's older, Durant or Curry? Uh it's a good question. They're both uh, under thirty. I know that. Let's see. Kevin Durant is. Da, da, da. He is twenty eight, and your boy Steph. twenty eight or twenty nine, right? Curry is twenty nine. So Steph just a touch older. About uh, let's see, da, 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 about six uh, months older. And you don't respect that. He's given up fifteen no, to do. eighteen do. million dollars a year. No, You've got to respect that, bro. No, I do. I do. I just it doesn't make me like him more or anything like that. Steph Curry's an unbelievable basketball player. It's nothing against Steph Curry. I just say Kevin Durant. I, I hate the easy way that he took out a three-one oh, lead last year in the Western Conference Finals. He bails on OKC, and it's not like LeBron going and, and forming a team. You're going to a team that won seventy-three games last year. A team. I was on their way to back-to-back championships before the wheels fell off with Draymond getting ejected and on and on and on. You go to that team, that's where I lost respect. That's where I lost respect for Kevin Durant. I love Kevin Durant, but this no, you're right. It, you it, love it, his game. No, excuse me. You love his game. No, I liked he's him as a, I liked him as a person. I liked him. No, he's not anymore, man. You would hate him. Liked, you could not liked, ask him a question. Liked, liked him as a person okay. before he made the decision. To golden golden to go to Golden State. It was the easy way out. I don't like it. You don't like it. I don't think there's many people that like it. And you're an NBA guy, but who cares anymore? Who cares about this garbage? Uh, seriously, who's beating this Golden State team over the next three four years? Nobody is. It's stupid. The regular season this year was terrible. The playoffs were even worse. And this finals is on its way to being the worst of all three of them. And that's what we get with Golden State being able to go out and add Kevin Durant to this team. It's bad for the league. And you know what's weird? is the regular season was, mm, I think, exactly in terms of ratings this exactly last year. This playoffs has beaten last year. So you want to explain that to me? I don't get that at all. Yeah, and I can't stand I told you I wanted to go on and just go off of Kevin Durant. I can't stand him, but I know he's a stud. But he's yeah. had Westbrook. He's had Westbrook, probably MVP this year, right, Trent? He's had Harden, who has been an MVP was up for MVP this year. He's had Serge Ibaka. He's had Adams. He's had... It's not 
if, if people come at you with the LeBron thing, and you totally said it right. That's ridiculous. LeBron said, oh, r- really? My, I'm Batman. You're Robin. My Robin is something called a Mo Williams. Who is Mo Williams? If you're asking who Mo Williams is, you, you're right. Who is Mo Williams? Another guy that averaged 11 points. I mean, it's just a joke. So we hold that against him, that he got to the NBA Finals with a joke of a team, and now we're going to say, oh, he just, he just doesn't have it. He has 7% chance of winning this Finals, Trent. 7%. Do I agree with that? I put a, probably put it a little higher than that. 7% Cavs over, the, over um, Golden State. I think that's a little bit too low, but we'll see. We're seeing the, maybe one of the greatest teams of all time, and what I'd like to do when we come back is maybe compare the Golden State Warriors to UConn women. Because I do, I do, you like greatness, do you not like greatness? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We'll do it. We'll take the break, come back on the other side. Also, some Big Ten basketball conversation. Thad Mata has uh, been let go at Ohio State. What's next for the Buckeyes? And uh, a look at the Hawkeyes as well in the Big Ten next season. We'll do that next year as we roll through from the Wolf Construction Roofing Studios. It's Jimmy B and TC with Wolfgang. All right, we're back one final time. we got Wolfgang with us here, taking you up until 3 o'clock. Jimmy B and TC on the Big Talker 1700. Wolfgang, uh, we ended the last segment talking about greatness. And, and this Golden State team, certainly they do have greatness, the way that they were built. And not even built. The way they were built was all well and good. Uh, Draymond was a guy that was a second-round pick. Steph Curry, uh, you look at the point guards that were taken in front of him in the draft that year. At least you scratch your head, and myself oh, as I a T-Wolves him. fan, uh, scratching my head about that one. This was not a team that was built with all these superstars coming together. They were built the right way. Yeah. What tipped the scales in a negative fashion, in my mind, though, was Durant. And, and now they look completely unbeatable, not just for this year, but for the future of the league. Some people say that greatness is a good thing, though. Your thoughts? Well, we ended with the dominance thing, and it's interesting. I love dominance, and I'm going totally back and forth here, and I totally understand why people could, you know, tweet at me and say, you are just all over the place, and I get that. I love greatness. I loved Mike Tyson. I love LeBron. I love MJ. I love Larry Bird. Um, Trout in baseball. Who else? Uh, Barry Bonds, even though you can probably say bad things about him. But, I mean, he's probably the most dominant. I think we talked about that. That's probably the most dominant thing I've ever seen in my life when Barry Bonds was on steroids. That's, that was unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Um, but if we're talking like UConn women, that's not fun. They've killed the sport. Do I blame them? Do I blame their coaches? Do I blame them because they brought in stud after stud after stud after stud? I don't blame them. That's what they're supposed to do. Do I blame Golden State's management? Do I blame their player personnel or their players or their vice president or the president or their owners? I don't. I don't blame them one bit. They're doing what they're supposed to do, okay? I blame Kevin Durant. It's a joke. It's an absolute joke how good they are right now. It's, I don't even remember this as a kid. I remember thinking, Bulls could lose. I don't think they'll lose but the Bulls could lose. I'm thinking right now they have no shot at losing. And I am a LeBron freaking lover, like I've told you. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe, hey, maybe something will happen just like last year. 
something will piss off LeBron, and they were calling him a crybaby, and then he said, okay, we're down 3-1, now we're going to beat you. No, not really, because they just added the second-best player on their team. That is wussy, okay? And I want to cuss here really bad. I wish we were on the internet right now so I could just cuss like a mother, because I can't stand this guy. I think it was so, so bad what he did. And I just... Yes, he's awesome, and he's going to be even – people are going to look at him and see that he's even more better than he is because he has so many guys that they have to spread the court against. He's got so much, so many things that he could do with the basketball on offense, and he's not a bad defensive player. I don't understand why people have said he's a bad defensive player. He's not, but I can't stand the guy, and he's ruined a sport for me. This sport is over for the next five years, Trent. So we need to come up with, and I'm going to try to do this for for maybe maybe not next time, but maybe the next next time, a sport because we need to invent a sport because <laughs> NBA is over, my friend. <laughs> the NBA is over, so you're going to invent a new sport. Good luck with that. That's all I'll say. To that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm pretty creative. I can. I think I might be able to come up with some. Uh, maybe, maybe. Well, what Back, tackle ping pong? Tackle ping pong, all right. Well, one sport you don't have to invent, the old national pastime, baseball. Super regionals happening in college baseball. The Iowa team will not be a part of it, though. In fact, they would be hosting this weekend with the chance to go to the College World Series if they could have found a way to survive as Davidson won the other side of the bracket. And uh, Davidson now will be making their way to Texas A&M in that super regional. Wolfgang, a fun weekend, couple close losses in there, but at the very least you have to say that Iowa accredited themselves very well against some good teams down in the south and and showed that Iowa baseball continues to build on the right path. Yeah, we were out for the first Iowa-Houston game um, at your uh, drought house. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and let me tell you something. People were into this. Yes. I went around and I was talking to everybody, and people were totally into this game. I will beat Houston. What was that score? Do you remember that? Anyway, it was six three. Yeah, six three, something like that. Um, it was great. I love it. I want nothing more than to be able to watch the Hawkeyes be good at baseball, and I think they can. How close are they actually to being? Now we're obviously relevant now in the Midwest. Yeah. Okay, and you brought up some of that. RPI, I believe, where we were like 91. I think I quoted you on a tweet, and we were like 91 or something close to that. But how close could Iowa be to actually having a program that can do something? Because I, I say that, even though we were 91 in RPI, I mean, we made a good showing. Even though we didn't win those two games, we made a good showing, Trent. Mm-hmm. They did, and uh, they went from, they were 87 after the Big Ten tournament. They finished up 80 right now is uh, where they are in RPI. Uh, a, a couple of different things. You know, Iowa, remember two years ago when they made the NCAA tournament, they did it as an at-large team. They they put together a non-conference schedule, and, and their Big Ten schedule is good enough. There are a couple of factors that worked against Iowa this year in terms of the RPI. Heller has admitted as much that he did not schedule as aggressively as he has in years past because he thought this was going to be more of a rebuilding year this season. <laughs> so he yeah. did not schedule as aggressively. Is that weird, wait, is that weird to you that a coach says that to you? No. Isn't that interesting? No. I, Where have you heard a football coach or a basketball coach say that? Uh, you, you can hear basketball coaches from time to time admit that going into a year. 
where you're looking to schedule some wins. You know, you got a young team, whatever it is. I think that happens quite a bit. But another thing that hurts Iowa is when they play their midweek games. You know, you want to have teams that can come in and bus in and, you know, are a couple hours away. Well, you look around Iowa City, you got Bradley, you got Northern Illinois, you got Illinois State, you go to the Dakota schools, Nebraska, Omaha, schools like that. None of them are very good. And when you're playing that many of them in your midweek games, that's going to drag down your RPI. But the biggest factor is their Big Ten schedule this year. They did not play the heavyweights this year short of Nebraska in the Big Ten. Look at the teams that they played conference-wide and where everyone finished in the Big Ten this year. And Iowa got a very good schedule this year in terms of racking up wins in the Big Ten, but they played Purdue. Got in but as an eight. It didn't matter. Obviously, it didn't matter because we didn't get in on our own, you know, you know, our own resume. Right, but that's the reason for it. That's the reason, reason for, for what? Excuse me. That their RPI was not good this year. You, oh, you, gotcha, you, gotcha. you always complain about the RPI. Yeah, gotcha. But you gotcha. dig deeper and you realize yep. sort of their series against Nebraska, they didn't play anybody good in the Big Ten. They did. Yep. I mean, they, they just didn't. So it's pretty simple. You don't play anybody good, your RPI is not going to be very good. That's what happened. We, and with both it. of us are, are huge computer geeks like that, but it's like we say, it's garbage in, garbage out. See, you say so that. You say that. You don't. You don't. Because they make tweaks to that stuff every year, man. I'm an NBA dork, okay? They make. They have no idea what they're doing on defense. They have no idea how to go with the computer and go with this science on defense. They have no idea what they're talking about. Coaches that I know in the NBA, I've heard podcasts on them that agree with that stuff, agree with the science and the analytics behind that go, yeah, they have no idea what they're bleeping doing on defense right now. They have no idea if, if, you're, if your defensive player is playing uh, center field or, or is playing, um, you know, what, what sort of like for safety or coming across, and, and he's not necessarily guarding someone. He's helping, you know. So I, I guess I would throw that out there. But, no, I know what you're saying, and I understand it. We both love analytics, but I don't know. What would you tell him to do? So schedule harder? This was a year where you, I think you can't read Heller. too much into it. You you can't. This could not be your takeaway that we have to completely revamp the way that we're scheduling because their Big Ten schedule had just played out where the teams they played weren't very good. Outside of the road series at Nebraska, they did play Michigan, who finished a half game out of first. They didn't play Minnesota, who was a game back. They didn't play Maryland. They didn't play Indiana. Mm-hmm. You didn't play five of the top six teams. Your RPI is going to suffer because of that. I, I just think of football-wise. Think if you had a football schedule in the Big Ten and you didn't play Michigan, Ohio State, Wisconsin, Nebraska. You know, if you had a schedule like that, well, of course, it's not going to be very good. Your strength of schedule is not going to be very good. That's the same thing that happened here. And even if we're losing, we're still probably moving up, right? Exactly. I can't remember. Oh, somebody had a great status. Somebody had a hardcore losing record and was, like, rated. Oh, man, I wish I had that. I won't even say. But it was, like, I feel like it was 30-something or 40-something. They had a hardcore in, losing record. In baseball or basketball? In baseball. In baseball. It was like 13 and 17. Am I wrong? I mean, is that – what do they play? Uh, so seven, that would be uh, – Well, yeah, was that so their 30. conference record? I mean, that that's another different thing as well. Because yeah. most, most teams have played, you know, 60 games at this point. 
No, and I and I agree, and I and I think that somebody has to help these guys out. The coaches, just because you're a great coach, Trent, doesn't mean you know the science and the philosophy behind what's going to get you in. You should. That's your job. You need to know that, right? You need to know that. Your job is to get in the NCAA tournament. I don't care how. Just get in, okay? Because you can make a difference. You don't have to be the best team during the regular season. Just get in the frickin' tournament is what I'm saying. And they need to talk to somebody over there at Iowa, I believe. No, that's yeah. not true. Because two years ago, they made it, and as in a large team, they scheduled incredibly well. They got in because of the record they put together. This that's was one. A, This was a one-year anomaly. That's what I've tried to tell you. Iowa had absolutely no control of the Big Ten schedule. No control. They did not control that they didn't play Minnesota, Michigan, all the teams that I mentioned earlier. They did not control that. This was a one-year anomaly. Now, if you want well, to talk wait, about when basketball. Did put, when did they put that schedule out, Trent? They did know that. When did they know that? They, I don't know. I'm not going to pretend to know when they okay. knew what schedule they had. You don't, you don't control your Big Ten schedule. That comes from the Big Ten office. No, I know. That's what I'm saying. That's why I'm saying you schedule guys you know, out of conference. If they knew, I don't know when you know the schedule. I have no idea. When is the schedule for the Big Ten baseball come out? I have no idea. Yeah, and I'm talking in, I'm talking in different sports. I'm not talking baseball. You know damn well I don't know this. But I'm just, well, well, I'm throwing questions out there. Yes, and I'm trying to answer them, but it doesn't feel like you're listening to me. It feels like uh, Jimmy B's in here again. I, I thought I got rid of him for the, the rest of the afternoon. All of a sudden, I got he's you in, not listening to me. He's Listen in the hot to tub, what right, I'm saying. He's in the hot tub right next to me. <laughs> Yes, good God. There's a sight for sore eyes. Listen to what I'm saying. I've tried to explain it to you. I looked here and I came back at you. They, when did they know that when did they know the Big Ten schedule? And then you go. go. I would say fall. I would say fall. Okay. So Fair enough. A, a year that was a rebuilding year, you wanted what? I, I would uh decide let's go play a road series at Oregon State and then we'll go to Florida State after that. And uh, let's maybe see if we can get a four-game series against TCU. Is that what you wanted? Because no, let me ask you: What do you want in baseball scheduling? Yes, exactly what they did. Exactly what they did. They can't control the Big Ten slate. That's what left their numbers down this year. That's what it was, and it didn't help where you're losing games that you probably shouldn't against teams like Bradley. You're losing two out of three against Northwestern Rutgers. That certainly didn't help out as well. You go through what happened this year. The schedule was fine. They just didn't beat the teams that they needed to. They had a couple of ugly losses in there. And the Big Ten slate happened to be where they didn't play any of the top teams short in Nebraska this year. That's it. Okay, I will buy that. I will buy that. Whatever. You know, I'm not a baseball dude, like I said. But Heller gets the need- benefit of the doubt. The other guy over there that we talk about with a lot in terms of RPI, Fran McCaffrey, Oh, uh, see, that's what's weird about you. That's very interesting. No, I now you, I got you. No, that's not what you do. You can't make different rules for baseball and basketball, Trent. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Why? Because they're different sports. They oh, are for crying out loud! Sports. They are. You talk to people that know their belief, and that, and you schedule higher. I'm guessing because we don't know college baseball hardcore. Well, they play the whole bunch of what's what's the uh, colleges that we played in basketball there. Well, Nebraska, Omaha, and yes, you know think what I mean. Of it this way, Wolfgang, does Iowa start off the year in hoops? Do they start off not playing in Carver for the first month and a half? They do in this exciting environment. <laughs> no, they play home games 
Baseball is different. You have to play different tournaments. You have to play. This year they played up in Minneapolis. They played at the Metrodome. Uh, you know, they, they've had things like that that they're able to play it. In the past, they played in the Dome back before that thing was torn down. You know, they have to do different kind of events because you're not playing at Dwayne Banks Field in February. You know why? It's under snow. You can't. That's why it's different. It is different scheduling in baseball than it is in basketball. Fair? I'm going to go ahead and say fair. I'm going to go back and listen to this and see if I was uh, duped. I may, I may have been duped, but I'm just saying. I think you're, you are playing two sports differently, and I will listen to it again, and I will come back. Different. They are different. That's Yes, I am. I am playing them differently because they are different. Iowa basketball does not sit on the road for a month straight to begin the year. Doesn't happen. Can we agree, can we agree that we need to look into scheduling in all sports and make sure somebody knows who's going to be good this season or next season? I don't know how far out they schedule baseball. You said a year. Is that what you said? No, I have I think no in the idea. Fall it comes out. I think it comes out in the fall. So you got okay. you know four or five months before the season actually begins. Here's the other thing: Big Ten baseball as opposed to Big Ten basketball, completely different. Completely. I agree. Different. I agree. I agree, but you got to play some people that are high quality or, I mean, just to dumb it down for the people that are listening and for your dumb guy that's on the phone with you, to dumb it down, you got to play guys that are good. Even if you lose, you raise up in the RPI. And they did. They played South Florida. RPI, 23. Played them. In fact, that was their first series of the year. They went down to Kansas State. Good Big 12 program, top 100 RPI. They lost two out of three there. But they went out and they played them. So they scheduled. No I'm, no, I'm seeing what's going on, Trent. I love you, buddy. I love you, and I see what's going on here. What's that? Fran McCaffrey won't come on your show. Heller did last week. I know it. I, get it. I see it now. I see it now. It's not that. It is not that. And Fran, it's that simple. Fran's non-conference scheduling annoys me. Maybe it's just because it's more important to me. Maybe that's what it is. Because... Thank you for once in your life, when I've been on with you, actually saying something that's not true. Every once in a while, you'll be like, you know, with the Bohannon thing, but very rarely do you. No, I. You got you got some Skip Bayless in you. That that's not true. That's not true at all. I always admit when I'm wrong, or if I have ulterior motives. I don't like that style of stuff where people just throw out junk and then don't come back. And hey, if you get called on it. Say, oh, I didn't say that. Uh, that that's garbage for other stuff. And I, I don't do that. Let me, let me say that again. I apologize for that. I didn't mean that. I like, and I'm the same way. I will say this. I will hold on to my opinion because I really want to be right. But I will tell you when I, like, because you lose all credibility, right? Yes. You lose all credibility yes. if you're just holding on to this forever and saying somebody stinks or this team stinks because of this or that or whatever. Yeah, so I, you know, I'm just having fun with you a little bit, but you got a little bit of skip, Ellis. Yeah, a little bit. No, 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 not, not even a little bit. I'm call you little skip. Get out of here, skip. <laughs> We're out of time anyway. I gotta yeah. go. I got a, a doctor's appointment for the little one coming up here in just a little bit, so I gotta go get that figured out. Hopefully, everything goes well with the two year old. And I don't know. Do you remember? Is there shots for the two year old when they go for the two year old checkup? That's a great. That's a great question. I was always the one that had to do that because yeah. I was able to calm them down. Uh-huh. I would say distract them like a mother. Yeah. Distract them, distract, distract, distract is what I would say. Oh. Um, yeah, it's it's gonna be tough. No offense, just go in there knowing that. And but yeah, just I would say distract them. 
Oh, boy. Here, look at my look at your favorite uh, little dolly over here. Your yeah, book. Or your, yeah. Pull, yeah. pull up Elmo on the phone and see maybe that can distract you. Chris, you don't even want to watch a shotgun Indian, do you? No, no, not man. Who the heck does? Actually, okay, so your kid, your little one. Bother me actually. I uh, in college, I, I gave plasma all the time, so yeah, needles going in, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> Golly, I did. I was poor. What do you want me to say? I love it. No, that's oh. We need to go on that the next time. Yeah, that's fun. <laughs> okay. I'm Things that we did you. in college for money? That could be, <laughs> that could be oh, dangerous. Geez. That could be a dangerous segment, Wolfgang. That's dangerous. That is. That is. We will do it again here soon. Wolfgang stopping in here. Always good checking in with him. Wolfgang, be good. We'll talk again soon, man. Oh, thanks, sir. Appreciate it. That's Wolfgang Hawkeye. That's where you can find him on Twitter. And that'll do it for the show today. We are out of time. Thanks, everybody out there for listening. A lot of fun. With Wolfgang, love uh, needling back and forth. No hockey tonight, no NBA. Getting ready for Wednesday with that. Got the Cubs against the Marlins. Game two of that series tonight. Arietta back on the mound. Keeping an eye on that one, 7 o'clock. The Twins, they're on the left coast. You'll know I'll be up late. Get the Red Sox and Yankees going. Pretty fun one there as the Red Sox kind of claw their way back. Game two of the Cardinals and the Reds after uh, Carlos Martinez and company let one away yesterday. We'll see how they bounce back. Got the Brew Crew. They're at home with San Francisco. Houston in Kansas City. Boy, the Astros just keep winning. And uh, now with Kansas City on the docket, got to be feeling good about that. So pretty good night of baseball. We'll talk about that. We'll get ready for Game 3 of the NBA Finals tomorrow and much more. Big thank you to all our guests today. Mark Simon from ESPN.com. Alex Halstead from Cyclone Alert. We talk some hoops with Kevin Lehman and, of course, Wolfgang. If you miss any portion of the show, you can always find it over on our podcast page, the podcast page over at 1700kbgg.com. Go there today. Find out what you missed. Might be an interview. Might be Jimmy B and myself going back and forth, having some fun. Whatever it is, we got all the information over there for you. That does it for the show today. Back at it tomorrow at noon. Jimmy B and TC from the Wolf Construction Roofing Studios.